Hello, I'm Richard Fieldhouse with the NESGP's The Art of GP Locuming podcast and delighted to be back again with Zoe Neal, um, who we spoke to last time um, about uh, her, her life as a, as, a, as a GP, as a portfolio GP, and some really interesting conversations there. And today we're talking about um, her latest article, uh, which is about your journey through social media. So Zoe, welcome back again. Really nice to talk to you again. Lovely to be back, Richard, and thank you for having me again. That's all right. And so social media then. Now, now this this article came about because I, I, I mentioned um, 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 uh, linking through uh, with, with, with Twitter, but you told me you'd, you'd recently given it up. So, so tell us a story around that. It's, it's quite a long one, but uh, it was a process rather than an immediate decision. And it, it was triggered by criticism from my nearest and dearest, uh, probably <laughs> saying, uh, are you still doing that thing on your smartphone? You're an addict. Uh, accusi- accusations of being an addict were, were difficult. Um, and certainly I was spending a lot of time looking at Facebook and uh, and Twitter and and anything else I could get my hands on really I'd, I'd managed to mostly avoid Instagram uh, and Snapchat so that that was healthy I felt but I'd been a member of Facebook for a very long time I was probably one of the first invitations um, because it went through I think it was Harvard and Yale and then it went Oxbridge and because I'm a Cambridge graduate I think I was sort of on the early target list so it was 2007-8. I'd been I'd been on there for a very long time, wow. and I'd been an early adopter of technology. I'd met my husband through a website called Face Party back in 2003. <laughs> I don't even I remember that. Really? Exactly, you wouldn't remember it. It was and Friends Reunited was it was just going then really, oh. and ITV had paid all that money for it. Oh dear, um, and so. It, it was a natural progression. And when my kids were born, of course, I just put photos of them on there and updated my life and wrote about how little sleep I was getting and, and put my holiday photos on to show how I was having a great time and being a great mum. And it became a monster. <laughs> it was horrific, um, with especially with the school mum brigade. And I live in in a very affluent area indeed in in, um, in Harrogate in North Yorkshire and there is a profile that you have to fit um, if you are to be of the type that is acceptable to that, that group perhaps. It may be a bit harsh actually but um, there's certainly uh, a sort of thing that you would post. You post your cocktails on a Friday night, you post your beautiful children, you post your beautiful holidays and to be honest, I started to realise that, that this was all keeping up with the Joneses, the, the politics of envy. Um, I was getting annoyed by people who really were my friends um, and and also missing out on deeper discussions. So I, I decided one day I was going to leave Facebook. I said, look, this is my address. This is my landline number. This is my uh, mobile number. This is my email address. And suddenly people who had just been pressing like for the last year got in touch with me. Oh, Zoe, don't leave. I'll miss you. I'll miss your updates about how no, you've had no sleep and, and about your pictures of muddy children and, and how you hate the NHS and Jeremy Hunt. And um, oh, I don't hate the NHS, how I hated Jeremy Hunt at that time. And he and, and I started to think, this is crazy. This is like I've announced I'm terminally ill. Gosh. <laughs> Um, and I met up with a friend I'd not seen for about 
15 years who lived quite far away from me and got four children so it had been a challenge we had a great time and uh, I said I mustn't leave Facebook more often so and so you met up because you said you were leaving Facebook Facebook yeah it's, it's insane isn't it really it, it goes with this you, you mentioned this word addiction and um um and in, in, in terms of you know the, the addiction being having a cue, then a routine, and then then a, a reward at the end of it, and it sounds like yeah. your what your friend was 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 just about to go through was some form of withdrawal, uh, and yeah. was to, to suddenly trigger an actual <laughs> physical meeting is is that is that is it really starting to tick all those addiction boxes, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, and and that was really scary. Um, but I, I left, and then I think there was some event that was being organized through Facebook. So I, I signed back up again and, and that, and then it, there was the thing with um, the former Facebook executive saying how he felt that he'd invented uh, um, the work of the devil effectively, uh, something that would destroy the fabric of society. And he didn't like using Facebook. And it, and it was a bit like when I heard the chief executive of Barclays saying he didn't have a credit card and would never let his children have a credit <laughs> card. And I hmm, this is interesting. And uh, that really got me thinking. And then all the stuff with the Cambridge Analytica stuff came out, um, the Trump campaign, all the Brexit stuff. And I, I started to think you know what what have I signed up to and I, I'd always been the kind of person I, I never had any PPI claim stuff because I'd always tick the box I was that person who did read the small print and tick the box and with Facebook I I realized I hadn't been as vigilant and and it was that moment really and I and I, I spent three nights deleting all my mundane tedious posts <laughs> so you have to do that one by one do not just delete. oh it took forever it took forever because i realized you couldn't there were there were there were certain hacks that people had done they'd coded for but then facebook had got on and programmed the hacks out so despite lots and lots of looking on forums at how do i delete my facebook activity the only way to do it was going to be by doing it manually and even then there are certain things that you can't delete completely everything but i took off all my photos all my posts all the likes. I mean, there were just hundreds. And I thought, what was I trying to achieve here? Uh, it was really interesting. And I've, I've since read an article in the press um, in the last week about somebody who's done the same thing and, and discovered all this mundane rubbish. And with Twitter, it was even worse because there were so many things that I'd retweeted, 12,500 retweets, something like that. And then lots of tweets, angry tweets, in a tweets in an echo chamber and when i look back at what had i achieved through twitter the 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 fear of missing out the fomo thing really it was maybe one or two things and i had an incident of incidents of that yesterday where i'd seen a video of a really good up-and-coming actor and i thought i'd really like to get in touch with him and and say that i liked his short film and i couldn't because he was only on instagram or twitter and i thought well you know what maybe it's not such a bad thing he doesn't need to hear it from some middle-aged doctor in the uk that he's great because he's got lots of other people telling him that and if i really want to get in touch i can write to him um so i think the 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 kind of analysis of what i'd contributed was that i was not proud of what that was and it was pointless in the end <laughs> but that 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 
to, to uh, I suppose the trigger was 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 your husband talking about about the addiction, but to yeah. go through that process of 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 personal realization and to make to, to break that that addiction. I know I could keep using that word, but but it, I can't see a reason not to. Um, and oh, I, I guess often with um, with addiction, you have uh, sort of entry level drugs and stuff, don't you? But but what we don't what 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 strikes me is that that you like all of us have and our children too are kind of sleepwalking into this trap almost mm. um and 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 clearly actors are doing the, the same mm. as well and, and i i too am exactly the same is that we've got into this situation where we now have a dependency and really the technical the technical definition of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat is they are advertising platforms. That is all they are because something you can tell what something is, but you define something as by who pays for it and who pays for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are the advertisers. So and we are the products of this. We're like in, I guess it's like Coca-Cola, you know, it, it, it's, 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 the, it's the sugar. It's, um, um, and we are a, a product of multi-billion dollar, dollar companies that, um, in other countries that don't bloody pay tax, excuse me, swearing, um, which I find really galling as well. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and I know it's your trigger, a trigger for you for, to, to have that realisation was, 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 was a few things, but, but with all, particularly you, your 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 social life seemed so um, not dependent on it. Maybe mm. maybe maybe was, but it, it maybe not. But it's it's such an important factor, such a big thing to give up that it's quite easy to just be distracted and not do what you've done. It, it was an it did have an impact, I, and I I suppose now I have to email my friends or text them to find out what they've been up to. And um, the the whole idea of sharing photos of myself and my children and what we've been doing, that that has really changed. That now I'll take a photo because I know I would like to look at that photo in the future, not because I'm uploading it for general consumption. And it's really changed how I take photos as well, which you know hadn't even considered before. It's 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 yes. I'm I'm trying to to, to, to think in my mind to, to, to what that must feel like because it's so long ago that I that, that I probably did the same. And in terms of um, you know this shared life uh, that we uh, that that um, it, it, everything is so syndicated and distributed so, so widely, and then to come back to a, um, a traditional but a more natural way of of uh, of, of being within a, a social community because i must imagine you would have probably had hundreds of facebook friends and probably thousands of twitter followers if you were retweeting that much well it, it, funnily enough i'd 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 always kept my friends list to, to people who i would share stuff with anyway um so it never went above 100 um, and my Twitter followers, well, there were all kinds of weird and wonderful followers on there. Um, and I, I deliberately follow people who I disagreed with. So, and sometimes they followed me back and then blocked me and <laughs> trying try not to be in the echo zone, but it's impossible not to be. But I agree with you about the advertising and, and that's really, it reminded me of that Bill Hicks um, sketch from way back where, you know, he says, everyone in marketing and advertising, kill yourselves now. And... <laughs> 
Um, it's a bit harsh, obviously, um, and I don't actually endorse that particular approach. But it, the, the, the sentiment behind that is that we've got this intellectual property and we're expecting to have it for free. And perhaps um, I heard someone recently who's one of the early architects of the Internet talking about how they'd gone to that fork in the road, advertising versus paid content, and they'd taken the advertising fork and not the paid content and their regrets about that were huge that they were then um they had to be in in bed and in symbiosis with the advertising companies whereas the paid content role they're in bed with their customers and with their customer demand and i, I what has replaced in some ways my uh, social media consumption is reading um paid newspaper content in particular the guardian um, and you know, I, I I love what they write. I think it's really good investigative journalism in some respects, um, and that and I think that I'm moving over towards the idea that paid for content is the future because we get honest, uh, non-compromised content that way, and we don't we don't have to sell ourselves and our data. And, and 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 we as a as a, a, a national membership organisation that entirely relies on 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 members joining the NESGP for only eleven pounds a month, guys. Um, what we what what is uh, interesting to us is is actually there is a lot of other resources out there that are that that sessional GPs can turn to for for discussion and information and these would be you know we even as an organization we do have our own Facebook group but what is quite it's really knowing that having having uh, having our finger on the button on that as effect, effectively is that what you start to realize is that what Facebook very very cleverly does with its its billion pound algorithms is it's 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 only tend not all those posts are shown some posts it promotes really highly um you have no control really over what people are reading or seeing but the the and you mentioned ip the intellectual property although i say we've got a facebook group we don't have a facebook group it's it's facebook's group they own the intellectual property and and there are quite a few uh, influential organizations out there who are pretty much solely um their sole action is through facebook and but again it's what we have as a as a as a non facebook organization because we it is is that is that intellectual property thing and, and and it's kind of when it comes to that the importance of that is actually owning your message and how you promote that message and i and i do worry about some of these new people because facebook could just could turn that off at any minute and facebook have even introducing a paid for um facebook group type option moving people over to to, to, to actually pay for it but yes it, it's and, and and i think um what you say about about people not realizing that um that it's getting everything for free because but we're not getting everything for free it's paid for by advertisers but but we're not told that and facebook nowhere says welcome to our advertising platform here you will interact <laughs> with all our advertisers and get get unsolicited posts based on your likes and 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 and, and needs you're not told that you're told come and talk to friends come and share your life come and come and make thousands of friends and it, it's it's um it, we're being duped 
totally and it's 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 the likes of cambridge analytica and the guardian and exposing these things um and yeah the, the i i i too am a, a guardian subscriber and the, the, the more they the more they do and i know they've really reached a milestone in their readership in their paid subscriptions you think actually they do such brilliant work and actually where would we be without them in terms of their exposés of brexit and panama papers yeah and cambridge analytica and all that we're we're a i think we're a better world because of because of uh, organizations like them that aren't advertising platforms um, and what i think the, the journey you've been through with these social media platforms as you were feeling you were let prop i'm putting words into your mouth perhaps less of a person less of the real zoe and one that had become syndicated into into um a echo chamber with with humble bragging and 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 all that kind of thing that that, that that Facebook tends to introduce into our lives without us even knowing about it. In our last conversation, you mentioned, though, you mentioned LinkedIn and, and you had a seem to have a really good thing to say about things that happened on LinkedIn. So so we, we've 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 um, sort of put put the slightly somewhat put the kibosh a bit on Facebook and Twitter. But but talk about LinkedIn then. Well, this is this is still out there in the kind of um, quarantined area, I would say. <laughs> Um, and that I, perhaps I'm becoming a social smoker again with this, <laughs> uh, you know, just having the occasional gin and tonic on, on Christmas or birthday sort of thing. And I'm aware that it's a slippery slope. Um, that there's still the thing of, oh, someone accepts your invitation. So there's that reward click. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, I can I can see that in a work situation, you are deliberately curating your life. Um, and I use it as a, a quick online CV so that people can look me up and they can get in touch with me. And because I'm, I'm now doing portfolio working, I, 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 that is my kind of brand of myself. Um, and and I've got I have had some really good stuff from that that's work related. I think it's really good with keeping up with current thinking. Um, but most of the most of the time, I don't. I, I just use it to sort of look people up who I've met, and to sort of say, "Well, get in touch." And this is my email if I haven't had chance to get their card or whatever. Um, so, but I, I can feel the slippery slope of looking at the activity, what people have put on. And I met somebody recently who does use it as a kind of platform for her business and her coaching business and and she was very keen for me to put a recommendation on there and that got me thinking about how it's being used like Facebook really as a platform for people to present their businesses uh, which I hadn't sort of thought about the power of that before because it wasn't like that when I first joined a few years ago Um, but now more and more people are on there and a lot of GPs will say to me oh so I don't need to be on LinkedIn then what's the benefit of it and it is really, it's what you make it. And you can be really targeted by, as I'm sure you may realise, by locum agencies. agencies yeah. Just, oh, would you like a salary job? And I've got a kind of cut and paste thing of, this is what I would need in my salary <laughs> job. And they're saying, well, I don't think that's very realistic. I say, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not at least so not what you can afford. Uh, don't bother (laughs) and I can only ever work through because I'm in Yorkshire Medical Chambers I can only ever work through them so um and uh, so LinkedIn has its place I believe for me at the moment I wouldn't say it's for everybody it's not necessary if you're in certain types of jobs but for me it's useful um and I 
and I use WhatsApp to communicate with various teams that I'm part of. So my chambers group, there's um, a Leeds locum uh, group, and I'm a part of um, a leadership trainee group, and and then some other bits and bobs of, of friends and all the rest of it. So the WhatsApp, but that tends to be that's I, I put that more in the text and communicating section, to be honest, rather than social media. Yeah. But it still has some of the aspects of it and, and the addictive potential, definitely. And WhatsApp, of course, is owned by Facebook. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, you, I, I mean, you've got to be realistic. This is the future and this is how everybody is communicating. And if you get, come off everything, I mean, you, you know, I, it's funny, I was, I was looking at that um, Yorkshire farmer who she's done amazing things and she's got eight children, written two best-selling books, runs a sheep farm with 300 sheep and runs uh, self-catering um, her, her property as well. Oh, God. So, and she's in the middle of nowhere, but she's still active on all social media channels. How does she do it? I don't know. Um, it, it's the future. And she should meet your husband, it. shouldn't she? You'll <laughs> yeah. tell her to get off. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea, Richard. She's very, very attractive. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> keep her away. Keep her away. So, so the. I mean, I think with with with. I'm, I've been on LinkedIn as well. It's a very slow burn thing, and it's quite nicely clunky. And it's. I guess you've probably never uploaded any photographs of your muddy kids onto it as well. Again, it's it's. It, but again, it's. And we we tend to quite naturally because they're all iPhone or smartphone apps, we kind of clump them into the same thing, but they are quite different. Uh, and they do, it's not, I don't think what you're suggesting at all is to, is to warn people away from any type of interaction like that. It's just, it's just kind of know your enemies a bit more and understand yeah. and, 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 and what sort of effect they've had. I'd be very interested to know, I think in our last podcast, I asked, what would you advise your former self? What would you, what are you going to, what are you going to advise your children to do? Um, I think your, is your oldest six? Yeah, well, my that. oldest is, is nearly 10 now. Oh, right, um, okay. Ten, so they're nearly 10 and nearly eight. And and one of them is really not interested in anything screen related. He will, he's very interested in insects and uh, in, in drawing and writing. Um, but our older son, if he could, he would be on screens 24 seven. He, uh, we had an episode of getting addicted to Fortnite before we realized what it was, before we realized the age limit, it was a total parental oversight. And he became like an addict. It was really terrifying, you know, violent, aggressive, uh, all those things that addicts are like when they can't get their fix. And it's been uh, really eye-opening how it's important that I protect them from it, but also allow them to experience the technology that's out there, but to be wary of how how they can become victims through through um, technology. And they've certainly had that at school, but actually in the moment saying, well, who's that who's messaged you and uh, what, who, what do you know about them um, and what, you, what have you told them? And, and being feeling really helpless as a parent to know how to put the protections in place. Whereas in the olden days, you shut the gate, you shut the garden gate and that's it. Close the door, lock the door, and this is a very, very different world. And I, I, I'm finding my way, and I don't know what I would advise, other than just extreme caution, 
read the small print and don't sign up to stuff. Don't put your life out there. It's there permanently. I think we're now in the world of wanting to delete our internet footprint. And you can see how that comes back to haunt people. You know, people will trawl back five, ten years through tweets and find something that can be used against a, a newly promoted politician, for example. And that that's a real worry that you you aren't allowed to be somebody who learns and uh, learns from their mistakes and, and that gets forgotten. It's now there forever uh, on, on, on these platforms. So that really concerns me about how we 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 tell our children that. And I guess I guess our uh, your generation of, of children are kind of lucky because their parents understand now they've seen the dark side and and um, um, and, and I think I'm hoping things get better I, I'm quite guilty about my own my own two boys who are now in the early 20s and they got smartphones relatively youngish, I guess, because I was so excited by all they could do. I was totally unaware. There was no Facebook then, and um, and, and, it, and, it, and it was just this long, slippery slope. And and they, they are both, both of them are, are a lot better, but they've had to go. I think go through it the hard way. And I, and I certainly, my experience. I remember twenty years ago, I just did a whole weekend on call and. And in an area away from my home, so I stayed actually at my um, sister-in-law's house. And I'd recently had a an endoscopy for which I had pethidine. And um, and I remember I had for three days after this pethidine injection, I was I was high. I was it was wonderful. <laughs> it was it was life was brilliant. But I remember and and, that, and I and I and I, I remember being quite shocked about having had that. I thought bloody hell, I must never have that again because it, it's so Moorish. And then six months a year later or so I was doing this on call and, and I was staying at the house and they were out and I was totally bored out of my little mind but they had a PlayStation and they had a James Bond I can still remember the room I was spent spent five hours trying to get out of in this James Bond's PlayStation <laughs> game but again for three days afterwards it was exactly the same feeling as I'd had from the Pethodin. it was just I want one of these you know give me a PlayStation <laughs> Um, and um, and had I had that as a teenager, I wouldn't have studied for my A level. Why would I have studied for my A levels? Because PS four, PS whatever it was, would have been so much more fun. Yeah. Um, and 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 but this the the age of Fortnite and 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 consoles and smartphones and internet and oh my god, you know I kind of kind of I, maybe Brexit comp- is not going to be that bad a thing compared to what actually is going to happen <laughs> when when uh, so many so much of our youth <laughs> have spent their their lives on on these games and things so it it's um so you, your article i thought was a really really good um again introduction that's almost like a an entry drug to the to the to the coming off to the rehab to the um to the get to checking into a clinic and um and looking through how to how to to break that cycle of addiction what i understand about addiction is you can't ever and i think this is what alcoholics anonymous does you can't um get rid of an addiction you have to change your addiction so zoe that in terms of your cue and your award what have you changed your addiction to to books and reading and um and probably newspapers online instead um and uh sending emails um the, uh, it's very strange because I 
had a pen pal um, when I was uh, about, let me think, 18, 19, who I'd got talking to through an NME advert um, because I felt that I didn't have enough people to talk to about the music that I liked. That's so cool. And, <laughs> and um, we'd, we'd had spent a lot of time sending each other letters and um, he'd sent me tapes of music in the days when you could record songs wow. and tape them and all that stuff. And... Um, and I, when I heard that NME was closing, I got back in touch. I found him through uh, various channels because the people leave a footprint, don't they, now on the internet? Mm. And we got back into writing emails. So and that's been a real pleasure to, although we're not writing letters, um, that's happening. And then a friend of mine moved back to China from Harrogate um, because her husband started working back in, in the university in Beijing again. And we've been writing to each other as well proper letters and the joy of getting something that's handwritten that's come all the way from china it's nothing quite beats that <laughs> it's really great you have to wait for it um and but and that's the thing you, you you feel when you post it you think why do i feel unsettled and it's because they haven't pressed like or they haven't replied and it's because it hasn't yet been collected from the post box <laughs> it's not it's not even got there been read but i thought that was really interesting you know why do i feel unsettled because they haven't she hasn't pressed like um and that really made me think wow this is just like the rat pressing the button to get yeah. more cocaine in the in the in the jar um and I, and I certainly feel that you know for for when i see patients who talk about facebook and um as they often do in the context of depression or anxiety I, you know, I say that you are medicating yourself in the wrong way uh, for with, with this drug of, of faith. Um, you, need, you need to get off it. And they look at me like I'm balmy. How will I stay in touch with people? And I say, well, so can you think of some ways in which you might stay in touch with your friends and what you might miss out on? And and although they often can't answer necessarily, it gets them at least thinking. But I, I see it in a lot in young young people who've got mental health problems that that facebook and what other people are doing that is so great or instagram now is more prevalent is is a factor in their mental illness and that really worries me it's that instant that's that instant release of of instant gratification that endorphin release but then when it's not there they get the craving don't they and that then leads to all its mental health problems from that i guess i think there's there's an, an element of well we've got this technology so we have to do it and we have to make it better and better and better. But when actually, what do we need? And I, I compare it to, well, you know, we made Concord and Concord was incredible. It could go immense speeds across um, the Atlantic. People loved it. Um, unfortunately, when they tried to revamp it, um, it was the, the the new flight was on the day that the jets went into the Twin Towers. It wasn't the best timing. So Concord died that day as well. Oh, and seriously? Not- I didn't know that's forgotten in history um but i think we we've got a bit of a concord moment we've got this amazing technology and more worrying is um things like uh, the lady who works for uh, open water she was um a, a technologist for google and for facebook she invented google glass and she's invented what's going to be a handheld functional mri scanner which will be to read your mind and already they're at the point where they can scan your brain whilst you're watching a youtube video and get a kind of grainy image of what you're watching 
through the scanner by reading your brain. We are already there. We need to decide whether we want to go full minority report or not and how we're going to protect ourselves from that. So, the, the, yes, I'm talking like a Luddite. I'm aware of that. But we also, you know, do we need Concord when we've got other options um, that will do just as well? Gosh, it's, so. it's also almost like it's sort of being we're militarizing it. it, it it's um, that's that's that that's quite sh- shuddering to think that um, uh, machines can actually s- think what we're what we're seeing. Um, yes. that's going to yeah. make some good movies, isn't it? it probably already has done. <laughs> so, uh, so I think to, to finish on then, I'd love I'd love um, to if you would you be able to recommend Zoe um, something from your um, new addiction. Would you be able to recommend a book? And I think also maybe a band as well. I'd love to know um, um, what music you're into as well. And then if you can recommend anything old or new or borrowed or blue in terms of uh, what's out there musically at the moment. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of old school stuff. So I, I, I still like hip hop and um, the Smiths and all that kind of indie stuff. I love the new stuff that um, Damon Albarn's doing because I'm, I'm a sort of diehard Blur fan. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I really love Sig, Sigrun, is it? Or Sigrid, I can't remember her name. She's that bouncing around Swedish pop star who is just incredible and full of life. And oh, okay. I love her. No, I don't know that one. Uh, uh, I can't, you know, I'm so old now. I can't remember these names. Um, and in terms of books, well, I, I just go to the Waterstone Smart Thinking section, and uh, I take a photo of of the bookshelf, work my way through it basically. Um, uh, and I, there's so much stuff out there, non-fiction wise. I, I think everybody needs to read Black Box Thinking. Everybody needs to read Thinking Fast and Slow. Anything about revisiting old ideas. Um, you know, I, I just love that stuff. I'm, I'm not, I'm not so into fiction um, at the moment, but I'm sure that'll come back. Um, although I, I am reading a book of dust by Philip Pullman, and it is exquisitely written, and I would re- highly recommend that one. Um, and um, there was another great book I read over the summer called Happiness by Design, which oh, really that. embodies loads and loads of research about what we're all searching for and why we don't feel happy. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that for me would be in my top 10. Yeah, great. Well, I, it, I'll, we'll get those um, links and put them on the, um, on, on, on at the bottom of the blog as well for, for those, those books. And I'll, we'll get, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you to email in what that band is as well from the Swedish band. <laughs> so it's been really great again talking to you. Thanks ever so much for taking the time. It's been so interesting. I've really enjoyed this. And I hope our listeners will as well. So um, if you haven't done so already, please uh, subscribe. You can just subscribe to this podcast on, on any of your favourite podcast uh, apps. And um, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Richard.